The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you living a wellness lifestyle? What could it do for you? Join us today on the Wellness Lounge a step further and see how our guests and direction can inspire you to self-empowerment through a wellness lifestyle. Now, here is the host of the Wellness Lounge a step further, Desiree Watson. Hello again, and thanks so much for tuning in. We have, uh, I think, an amazing show today, and as always, I'm really humbled by the many uh uh, of you all that are listening in from around the world. And so thanks again to uh, countries like uh, Spain and France and Germany, China, Thailand, Canada, um, just on and on I could go. And if I missed you, uh, I promise I'll try and get you in next time. But uh, there are over 20 countries listening in, so I'm humbled by that fact. And so... Uh, just a little background on who we are. We are Wellness Interactive, and our signature brand is the Wellness Lounge. We're located at 14 South Orange Avenue in South Orange, New Jersey. Now, what we like to think and believe is that we take it a step further. So our show is based on bringing guests on who may live right next door to you, and you may not have any idea of all the amazing things that they're doing. Yes, around the world, you never know. It doesn't matter if you're in uh, Germany, you know, France. You could have some really cool person living next door to you doing amazing things. So uh, these people are taking it a step further, and our guest today, we believe, Anthony Avant, who is a native... Uh, of Newark, New Jersey, and a graduate of Seton Hall University with a BA in Liberal Arts and Communications. Uh, uh, as a member of the Seton Hall University 1989 Final Four team and runner-up in the NCAA championship, Anthony was selected as the 15th pick in the first round in the NBA draft, playing for several professional teams over an 11-year span, uh, including stops in Italy, Greece, and Israel. So shout out to Italy and Greece and Israel because you all are also listening in. Uh, in 1995, Avant earned a trip to the NBA Finals with the Orlando Magic. During his post-basketball career, Avant founded AAA Pro Sports Enterprise to work with youth in sports, education, and event production. He's a true believer that the children are the future. He founded uh, the career in sports to teach youth, teach youth about career opportunities in the field of sports. Uh, he does event production. Uh, you know, he's pretty darn good. <laughs> International sporting events with legends of the game. 
And as a supporter and champion of social causes, Mr. Avant founded Party for Causes to assist foundations and grassroots nonprofit organizations in raising funds with this amazing sports platform that um, he's engaging with, with communities, uh, you know, globally. So on that note, thank you so much for joining us, Anthony. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and to share and engage with this fantastic audience. Oh, wonderful. Excellent, excellent. So I just, um, well, you're already global. (laughs) You have been for some time. But um, I really want to just go back for a moment to speak about uh, your whole blueprint and how you navigated this whole uh, space that you're in right now. And, you know, reading your bio, you played in Italy and Greece and Israel, and, you know, you've been all over. But I want to just know, um, and, and our listeners as well, when you were growing up, now, I'm six feet tall, so I, I get that whole tall thing, you know, but you're, you're like 6'10". So when you were growing up as a child, did you uh, see this whole path in sports? I've always wanted to ask uh, uh, an amazing player like yourself, an, an NBA player. Did you see this uh, path for sports or for basketball because you were tall or because you were a great thinker and tall? Because I, I don't think, uh, uh, you know, basketball, you guys are great thinkers. And a lot of times people want to engage mm-hmm. with, with just the, the ball and in the court. And you guys are amazing thinkers. You're smart as a whip. And I just want to know, and maybe the listeners may want to know as well, mm-hmm. how did you, uh, what were you thinking when you were a young kid, growing quickly and fast? We know how that is. Great question. Well, that's a great question. Um, Growing up in a large urban city such as Newark, New Jersey, there weren't many outlets. Um, So sports was that that outlet where the Mm. youth can go out, create their own games, and compete and have fun. And in a large population of youth like a city of Newark, not only were there many people um, to play sports with, it became extremely competitive. So just the nature of sports in the urban corridors of America, a large city like Newark, you have a lot of people, you you have sports, youth love to play, regardless of the sport, and then you have a large audience competing. It, it feeds that whole competitive fire in you. Just ah. what happens, I happen to be growing at a rapid rate while competing in sports and having some success in it um, because of the natural gifts God gave me um, in the form of size. Then you right. take the competitive fire that you develop from competition with so many youth you got to constantly compete against. Um, it becomes something that you, you really either love or you run away from is either one or the other. Um, oh, great. I'm so glad you said that because that was going to be my next uh, question. Excellent. So tell us more about that. So 
if you're running to it, and, and of course you did, or you're running away from it, because you see some kids that are really tall. I mean, they could be six six, and you're wondering if they mm-hmm. ever played sports or basketball, and they didn't. So, you know, true. when you think of running to it, uh, which is a much stronger and positive platform, do you think mm-hmm. this is also supported uh, in the schools uh, as well, and is it nurtured at home as well? Because, you know, we, we go to school and we come home and then maybe you want to head to the court right away or on the weekends you can find you on the court. Is that something that's also nurtured with the schools? Like when you go back to school and you're telling them, hey, listen, i I got to play basketball. How does that yes. work in, in, in a community or in your mind? You're, you're thinking, how would one take a child who has no interest in the basketball but could mm-hmm. play the game, but they may not have the support system or it's not nurtured on any level, not even by themselves? Is that, I mean, well, I don't know. Can, a, can it be uh, or how does that work? That's, that's very interesting. I believe it has to be, it eventually has to become a passion, something you're passionate about. The, the, the tricky part with sports is we are all allowed to go and play sports. It's when the game becomes competitive and, and feisty, you decide if it's something you want to be engaged with or not. So you just think of football, soccer, any sport we watch, it don't take long to realize Although it's a game, it's more than just a game. Wow. It's extremely heated, competitive, emotional. Wow. And if you, that's not your oh my god, wow! Sports you may have not just be for you. right now just taught me something, <laughs> and then hopefully the world as well. Because I can remember when uh, I've always been an athlete. Uh, um, you know, in my younger years, was always an athlete, but when we had the opportunity to play competitively, to your point, uh, in school, play basketball. I mean, I played volleyball, I ran track, I did all that. But when the opportunity came to play basketball, they were pulling me in because I was like six feet tall. But when Mm -hmm. I started to play and it became competitive, I hated it. I love it now. Mm -hmm. I will (laughs) kill to see a basketball game and be in that front seat. But it became competitive and I did not like it. So thank you. I mean, oh, my Absolutely. God. This is great yeah. conversations uh, that I'm sure that you're having um, with your platform. With uh, You talk about young people in sports. And, you know, how do you initially engage them? Are you going back? Uh, is your thinking uh, going back to mm. when you were a child, or how are you? You've created so many of well, these platforms. Yes, um, for me, the first step is to get kids involved in any sport. Uh, for some kids, it depends on the, the region of the world they may have come from. If it's South America, it's soccer. Um, if it's certain parts of the southern part of the United States, it could be football. You just want them to be engaged in sports because it's the it's one of the easiest and and best ways for youth to come together, um, learn about each other, learn what teamwork is, learn what fair play is, learn what being leaders are, what hard work is, commitment, all the values you try to instill in your child growing up. You can find it in sports, and it reinforces it 
on a high level and those 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 foundations you're allowed to carry those on throughout life hard work challenges defeat overcoming get back up try again don't give up keep working hard be dedicated all those qualities are found in sports so for youth that are involved in sports it's a it's a great learning tool that they get to carry with them all the way through life, and it becomes an advantage for them because they know how to face challenges that most youth aren't going to face growing up other than being participating in a sporting event. You don't have to really face some of those challenges as a youth, but sports wow. put that challenge right in your face very early. Oh, yeah, that's, oh, that's awesome because uh, uh, there was a study done um, that said uh, – uh, some of the most successful um, executives, uh, you know, they played sports. <laughs> you know, they were team players. Mm-hmm. Even when you're, you're crossing over to women, the, some of the top executives, mm-hmm. they played sports. So, it's it, yeah, I, I hear you. It's oh, I love this. You're so knowledgeable. I love it. I love it. So let's um, just uh, speak for a moment about um, – your platform, because there there mm-hmm. are a couple of them that I want to talk about, especially conversations with men. But um, since we're speaking about young people, let's uh, stay with sports for a minute and let's talk about um, young people and the parent or the parents. And I'm just wondering, uh, for all the listeners out there, uh, is there a way, Anthony, that a parent can identify this excellence or team building or all of this, mm-hmm. the assets uh, that uh, a child um, uh, may have being an athlete. Uh, can they identify something like that early? Or, um, well, I would say yes. Um, from day one, kids come into this world um, being instructed by their parents to do this, do that. Don't do this. Follow these rules. <laughs> <orders. laughs> so when when you're able to put your child into sports very early, you're able to find a like-minded mentor and a coach who reinforces those same things you're teaching. Discipline. Don't do this. Do this. Ah, do that. Right. So you're you're almost finding another. Um, parent to figure to help you guide your child in the right direction by reinforcing the things that you're trying to instill when it comes to disciplines, the do's, the don'ts, finding the Mm -hmm. right crowd, be a leader, don't be a follower, all of these Mm -hmm. things, focus in school, do your work. So you have your coaches reinforcing those same things. Um, Do your schoolwork, do this, get rest, eat right, um, Mm-hmm. All of these qualities, these values, um, you get to have someone reinforce it for you on a daily basis. That's a partnership then, right? Absolutely. It's it, 100%. So as coaches, you always let the parents know, um, we need you part of this. We need you in partnership with us to to help educate your child in this game So the same way the parent is relying on the school system as partners in the whole education of their child, not just from the the book standpoint, 
but just the social aspect, the do's, the don'ts, um, being a good person, those things fall right into what you expect from your coach in that whole partnership. And, and it's, it boils all down. It comes all the way back to how you treat each other. So yes. are you a good yes. teammate? Are you a good classmate? Are you a good brother? Um, it all comes yeah. back down to how you treat each other. Wow, I love that. Oh, I can't wait for that book, you know? I, I hear you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm waiting for that book. I'm waiting for that book. So oh. um, I, I want to just uh, stay with this. Um, uh, I mean, you, you actually covered so much. To me, it, it has a lot to do with, uh, yeah, the emotional intelligence, the spiritual uh, mm-hmm. you know, foundation and sports, all of that. But I want to just go with um, uh, just... <laughs> Have a little fun with with this whole mm-hmm. physical aspect of of being tall. Um, there's a, a, a really cool author, Malcolm Gladwell. He speaks about um, tall people, you know, just tall in general. Mm-hmm. Like 3.9 percent of uh, the population, uh, at least in the United States, are six two or taller, and it's a little bit more uh, around the world now. What I find interesting about one of his books, uh, it's called Blink. Uh, he speaks about all of, uh, he did a study with all the Fortune 500 companies, and he admittedly said, yeah, well, all the CEOs, uh, you know, after the study, all the CEOs, they were, of course, uh, most of them, like 99% of them or something, uh, uh, don't hold me to that number, but most of them or all of them were Caucasian men, were white men, but they were all over six feet tall. <laughs> they were all tall. <laughs> and it's kind of weird because of the fact that um, when he does this, this whole you know, uh, analysis of, of where we are as tall people, he finds or found through the studies that most of us are attracted to tall people, especially tall men. So it takes me right into that whole NBA and sports thing. You guys must have it really tough, you know. You're already playing an amazing sport, mm-hmm. uh, using all your talent. And then, of course, you're, you're, you're 6'10", and everybody's probably like mm-hmm. six, well over 6'2". So um, his whole um, thought behind this, he says, wow, when you look at how we respond to tall people in general, even though all mm-hmm. the CEOs in the country are mostly white, you get uh, uh, Ken Chenault, who is uh, 5'9", a little short for a guy, and he's black, and you realize that, whoa, oh my goodness, okay, he's an exception, but mm-hmm. the other guys, I mean, you guys get all the attention. I'd love to hear your feedback mm. on the whole physical aspect of when you're traveling okay. around the world. You played in Greece. You played in Italy. You played mm-hmm. in, in Israel. A lot of these people aren't tall there, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but here um, we also can't have that same response. Like everybody is in awe of the NBA player. I'd love to mm-hmm. hear when we come back from break, that whole conversation about the balance, how you all balance that whole, you know, physical approach in the, the platform of uh, emotional intelligence and spirituality. You have to have all of that, I would think, because everyone's coming at you. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Absolutely. So hold that just for a moment. We're going to break for a commercial, and when we come back, we're speaking with the amazing Anthony Avant, and he has played around the world, including the NBA in the United States here, and we're so in awe of uh, our players now because we're in the finals. Yay! Okay, stay tuned. Thank you for tuning in. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning in to the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within, but many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empower. Spiritual transcendence unfolds when we fully align with body, mind, and soul. Then, transcend darkness into light. Each week, make transcendence, wellness through awareness, part of your life. Join host Jessica Allstrom and her guests as we explore your spiritual education and powerful tools in order to help you live your most joyful and prosperous life. You'll want to be here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You're tuned in to the Wellness Lounge a step further with host Desiree Watson. To find out more about our programs, please visit our website at www.wellnessinteractive.com. That's wellnessinteractive.com. Now, back to the show. We're speaking with Anthony Avant, a uh, retired NBA uh, first-round draft player. He's played around the world as well, Italy, Greece, Israel, and he's doing amazing things within the community, but also as a entrepreneur. So, Anthony, uh, I, I just had to kind of go there with that whole physical because we're all in sure. awe of uh, this amazing height, and studies show that mm-hmm. uh, the population is so attracted to tall men, tall, you mm-hmm. know, just tall men. So I just um, I, I just wanted to kind of get your feel on that because there's so much more obviously in uh, your brain and in many of the athletes that play basketball. You all are doing amazing things, uh, and uh, your conversations with men. You're you're mm-hmm. speaking about finance. You're speaking about sports. You know, spirituality, emotional intelligence, all of that. But before we jump into the many qualifications mm-hmm. that you all represent. What's your take on this whole attraction with um, tall men? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I take it back to and, and try to simplify it in, in the space of um, a lot of it is psychology, um, psychological. 
When what? when you look you at go for it, yeah. <laughs> size, um, you think back to the to the building of the pyramids. Um, they built the pyramid and they built it such such huge size for a reason. When you when you think of going down the street, small house and a big house, mm. people pay attention and they notice the big house. If, if it's two dogs coming down the street and you have this massive, this massive um, dog and this small dog, you pay attention to the massive dog. Um, if 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 you're on a highway and there's a big 18 wheeler truck coming up, you're going to pay attention to that before the average vehicle um, that's coming up. So. This is size um, has always grabbed our attention, whether you walk in a room with a big piece of jewelry around your neck or versus yeah. a small piece. It's, it's size that psychologically we we recognize. Attracted to. Wow. So I, love that. Um, I think when you when you look at humans, it's rare. So, you know, it's like a lot of things that are rare, rarely do most people have 10 acres of land. The average person has a 25 by 50 lot. So those things become rare. So when you look at humans and and whether you're going through the airports or you're at your job or you're in school, everybody's pretty much equal size. Then out of nowhere, you turn a corner and here's (laughs) a guy standing six foot seven, six foot nine you're like, wow, where did you come from? It's like a shock <laughs> to, the, to your mental psychology. You're just shocked. Like, what is that? So size has always um, been an attention getter in any facet. Yeah. And it doesn't oh matter. Size has always been an attention getter. Now you dig into the size. So you look at a, a large painting, and if it's if it's a beautiful painting, and done correctly, um, you now dig further into it. It becomes more valuable. Um, mm-hmm. If you have a large piece of land that can produce large quantity of produce, you, you're going to put more value on that. If the yeah. house is large and could accommodate more people, um, it has more value. So when you take a large person and he has substance and education, and, and a certain persona and know how, knows how to carry himself, mm-hmm. you're going to take great notice in that. And when you compound that with the size, uh, a voice, uh, a certain trajectory, um, in the way that he speaks and his education, it stands out. And now you're looking for leaders. And anytime you look for a leader, you're looking for someone that could stand out amongst the crowd. So hence, your your um, stats on CEOs being of a certain stature and size, that's mm. pretty much the reason. Wow. This sounds like part two to uh, <laughs> Malcolm Cladwell's book. He should interview you. I love that. That's awesome. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So now, well, let's take that. You just mentioned leaders. So uh, you have a platform, Conversations with Men, uh, which I, I just, Oh my gosh! I think it's quite amazing. And of course, you you're doing uh, this platform 
uh, around the community in the country, but you, you also have done it at the Wellness Lounge. So when you speak about leaders, um, uh, take the height out of it and all of that, um, but, you know, when you're looking at men and you're having these conversations, where does that, uh, that whole balance uh, for guys um, or the center, you know, women, we call it center, but the guys, it's the balance of all of this, uh, uh, converse, this conversation that you need to have or you want to have, and it's locked up, and it's spiritual, it's, fi- it's finances, mm-hmm. it's sports, it's emotional. It, it could even be size, but how does that uh, present itself um, when you're actually trying to pull all this out in conversations with men without, of course, divulging everything, but just just being able Uh, to talk to men and, and mm -hmm. find out more beyond the physical, what does that look like with your platform conversations with men? And why did you think of doing this? I think the reason I started the whole conversation, I think we can go back in from the beginning of time up to today, men, um, by nature, have leadership qualities that's instilled in them. Now, how they're brought up and nurtured determines how they bring that all out and and, and present themselves. So it's it's there. A man wants to have knowledge. He wants to be able to protect. He wants to be able to guide and lead his family. Um, that's just a natural thing. He wants to be able to do that. So when you look at earlier times, all great men understood they will build themselves a a surrounding, a board of trustees, people (laughs) that they would bring into their chambers and have conversations with. Uh, Well, he would would have the wise king. He would have the guy of finance. He would the guy that had military. He'd bring all these people, Mm -hmm. and they would help give him guidance, he would then take all that information and knowledge and be able to extend, grow, and become a wise king or wise mm. president. So you're not always looking for yes men or no men. You're looking for people who have knowledge and information that can help you grow, um, challenge your thoughts, give you different points of views. Mm. Men and men by nature at the same time love to create their own, conquer, and be their own masters and leaders. And part of doing so, they separate themselves at the same time. So here in 2015, men like to figure things out themselves. Wise (laughs) men know to find the right group of men to congregate with, to figure it out with. Mm. and then be able to lead and guide. So the whole concept of men in conversation was to bring men together of all different backgrounds, education, race, it doesn't matter, and allow each two to build and and speak on their experiences, um, conversate, take information, and grow, because I can only grow to the extent of the knowledge of the individual I'm conversating with. So once I've tapped his his knowledge to the highest of his ability, I'm able to then extend my knowledge off of his in conversation. But now I need to find someone else 
who may have a different experience or greater knowledge in other areas. And the more mm-hmm. people that I can conversate with that has diverse knowledge, the more I get to grow in conversation and in knowledge and become wiser. So if I isolate myself, I can't grow. I can't become yeah. knowledgeable. Books are great tools, but books aren't better than the actual one-on-one group conversations. So it's one thing to read the book by the author. It's another to be in conversation with that author. So now I could pose my questions based on what he said. He can now give me his perspective. Someone else may want to challenge his perspective. Now I have all these different perspectives I can weigh, I can balance, but we're all growing. Even the author is now growing. Everybody mm-hmm. is growing. Now he's writing a different book, a better book. So, <laughs> wow. At the end of the day, Men in Conversation provides a platform so men can, can congregate, they can learn from each other. Now you don't have to just watch the news channels for your information. But now yeah. you have a place where you can come and challenge what you heard, get other views. Now you have a voice. And back in and one of the things I stated um at one of the meetings were back in time there was no television, there weren't newspapers. So the community had to form their language, had to determine what is going to be, uh, how are we going to write hieroglyphics, how are we going to come up with it, who's going to understand it, how are we going to create tools to farm, how are we going to build this and do that? Because there was no blueprint, it wasn't written down, um, there was no YouTube, There was. it had to be the community conversating and speaking and working this all out. And they were able to build these um, pyramids and and great things that we now look at in awe. So today we have to go back to conversating, and that will cure so many things, whether it's race issues, whether it's what to do um, about the school systems, um, policing the streets, politics. Mm-hmm. It's having a voice. Right, right now, there right. are many voiceless people, and that's what I love about this show. It gives people a platform to have a voice, and if you can get people and say, no, you do have a voice, it does matter, and you have the right to share your voice, even though we have all this technology and all these platforms, people are as voiceless as ever, because either they, know, they yes, don't know how to use exactly. the platform, or... Their platform has not – well, you think about school. You go to school as a child, and your job is to sit the chair and listen to the teacher. Great teachers challenge you in conversation. They want your response. They do Q&As. They want to know what you're thinking. But by and large, you sit and you listen. You go Mm -hmm. to college. You sit, you listen to the professor. (laughs) You go to work. You do your work. You listen to the boss. You're not supposed to question the boss. You're supposed to do what the boss say. Um, then you have those companies. So you think of technology today. You have a lot of people that get in the room of a think tank, and now they go back and forth. They're challenging each other, yes. and it's okay it. because out of that challenge, something great is coming about. So today we just have too many men who aren't part of the conversation but and putting voice, their right? voice and views out there. 
Wow. Their views are important. And if you're willing to listen, now you're able to be able, you can come out and, and do some great things and solve some problems. Yeah. And, wow. Oh, my goodness. I love this. I love it. You're, you're amazing <laughs> because this is, this is so true. It's so real, and especially for 2015 where, as you just said, we're voiceless. I mean, people aren't really sharing. You're on social media, and that's what we call our voice now. And I have nothing against social media other than I love conversations, and they're so important. Mm-hmm. So, wow, hats off to everything you're saying. It's, that's so, oh, you're, you're, <laughs> you're amazing. But um, listen, so tell us um, where you think men might uh, need to be engaged more? Because I, I understand everything you said, uh, because it is about who you surround yourself with. And it's always, mm-hmm. you know, the wise man asks questions, and then you find the, the person that is as smart as you or smarter. You don't want to be in a space where you're not growing. So that's so beautiful. Thank you for that. But where do you think men should uh, engage more in this time in 2015? Mm-hmm. And, and, and who knows? It might be many things, but do you think there is one specific area that men should really focus on? So is it being grounded in faith? Is it finance? Is it just that whole emotional intelligence? Because I think you, oh, my gosh, you do it really well. You're, you seem to be emotionally intelligent, just sound in your space and understanding how you made your blueprint and, and how you got to where you are. And you, you, you just have so much knowledge. So do you see guys being in the space that you're in, or are you meeting people that are in this space and all they want to do is, speak or have that voice or do they need more and more and more um i think they need more more and more i think they're very engaged and most men would tell you i've never been part of a platform like this that's willing to talk about so many different things that relates to me so what men in conversation um has done is is created a platform that touches on a variety of issues and subjects. So if I'm going to an event, it's typically about a single thing. So whether it's Donald Trump and Robert Kiyosaki um, talking about real estate, then that's what it's going to be about, strictly real estate. I may go to this event, but it's all about health care. Or I may go to this event, it's strictly about education, but there's rarely an event that's diverse in its subjects to allow different people with different issues to be able to engage. It's just being able to moderate it and, and give it a certain time slot where you could touch on so many different things that matter. So for me, it's health. The reason it's health, because health takes on many forms. It's emotional health, spiritual health, financial health, physical health. And when I focus on health, I can navigate in so many areas, um, mm. family health. Um, mm-hmm. are, you, are you healthy spiritual? 
Mm-hmm. Are you healthy physical? Are you eating the right things? Are you going to the doctor? Are you healthy mm-hmm. financial? Are you in the right job? Are you are you preparing for retirement and to be able to live a quality um, life when you get into your your senior years? Oh my um, gosh, I love it! I love of, it. Hold the thought for one second, sure. Anthony. We're going to have to break for a commercial. Oh, I love this conversation. My goodness. Well, I think you need to have conversations with women, too, then. <laughs> I love it. But we shall return. We're speaking with Anthony Avant. Uh, he is a retired NBA All-Star player, but he's doing so many amazing things. So stay tuned. We shall return in a moment. Thank you. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. What makes you a success? Is it your business or career? Is it your family and social life? How do you achieve the next level in your success? Tune in to Infinite Success Radio with host Rachel O'Brien Eddy. Rachel and her amazing guests are here to encourage, inspire, and empower you to take control of your destiny and achieve the level of success you were born to reach. How do ordinary people become extraordinary? Find out with Infinite Success Radio, broadcasting live every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You're tuned in to the Wellness Lounge a step further with host Desiree Watson. To find out more about our programs, please visit our website at www.wellnessinteractive.com. That's wellnessinteractive.com. Now, back to the show. Thanks again for joining us. We're speaking speaking with Anthony Avant. He is a NBA retired player, but he's doing so many other amazing, amazing things, and uh, we are enjoying the conversation. Um, Anthony, I, I, because this is the last segment, I, I'm going to switch a bit. I want to talk about um, some of these other, some of the other great things that you're doing. You founded Party for Causes, uh, and this is to assist foundations and grassroots nonprofit organizations. So, and it's focused around the NBA uh, players and, I, I believe, their platform. So I'd love to um, have our listeners hear more about uh, this uh, amazing uh, platform, Party for Causes, and why you chose this platform mm-hmm. to um, give back uh, or help uh, uh, the, the Players' Foundations give back. Well, the, the focus party for causes, it all stems back to my love for sports, um, what sports have done for me, 
um, the places have taken me, the people I've been able to meet, the countries I've been able to visit, um, regardless of race, social, economic, class, um, whether it's going to universities, college, being educated, um, it, it, sports has done so much. And what I understand through sports, it's the only event that takes place every four years where all the nations come together. I don't hmm. I don't know anything that brings more nations together than the Olympics. So the power of sports going all the way back to the days of the gladiator to bring all the people in the villages all together is it, extremely powerful. Now in 2015, we have so many sports. So whether it's soccer, golf, baseball, football, basketball, tennis, track and field, sports engages the world. Now it's time to take that platform and go where the people are in sports and bring the different messages that, um, that we're dealing with as a society, uh, whether it's health care, whether it's, it's um, race, whether it's um, quality of life issues, whether it's helping and in, in shining a light on, on impoverished people or nations. Mm-hmm. Sports mm-hmm. gives us the platform to do it because the people are there. So everybody's not tuned in to CNN or MSNBC, but <laughs> they're tuned into the Super Bowl. Those mm-hmm. that you miss who don't watch football, they're tuned into the NBA. Those mm-hmm. that don't watch NBA, they tuned into baseball. They don't mm-hmm. watch baseball, they'll be tuned in very shortly to FIFA, um, <laughs> to soccer. So at some point in time, you can reach the masses through sports and deliver a message. Sports now has to step outside of its of its boundaries and do exactly what it was meant to do, bring people together and solve issues. So mm. sports can do that. Party for Causes um, was designed because here in America, um, it's, it is philanthropy. It is those organizations that is sort of um, the face of social causes and helping people overcome challenges, um, focusing on certain issues in all communities, whether it's Red Cross or whether it's an organization you never heard of that helps women or cancer. It, it doesn't matter. Those organizations are, are the blueprint, the foundations of how you help people in this society here in America is philanthropy. Athletes have an enormous fan base. Mm-hmm. And with the emergence of social media and all these platforms, they have a, rate, a way to actually reach their fan base now and not wait for the media, newspapers to um, pinpoint something. They can now pinpoint it, and they have foundations. Highlighting those foundations and highlighting those athletes and the work they do sends a message to their corporate partners, to their fans, and more importantly, to the youth, what philanthropy is all about. Because at the end of the day, we want the next generation to become even more philanthropic than this one, and on and on and on. And the way you do that is you take those guys who are truly engaged in, in, in philanthropical charitable works you shine that light on them so 
that generation coming up could see that their heroes or their mentors, mm-hmm. um, this is what they do. So this is what I will now do. I will yeah. now become a charitable giver because that's the guy I love and I support and I watch and I champion for. This wow. is what he does, and I want to be like him. So for mm-hmm. me, it's shining a light on those guys who are doing such great work so that tradition can not only continue but increase, and we can continue to do great things in philanthropy. Wow. I love this. Yeah. And just uh, I love the platform, uh, especially because of what you just said about the, the young person really looking up to their hero and basically not just for the sport they're doing, but also for all the amazing work that uh, they know that can be done within their community. So they don't go off and leave the community or, and, and, and not look back. So that's uh, quite, quite amazing. Wow, I, I love the work you're doing. So I have to go here. Okay, we're in the finals. <laughs> the awesome. NBA finals. So now, of course, we're more partial to, well, I can't speak for you, but I'm more partial to Cleveland because, yeah, I think we both, um, Kyrie Irving, we love him. He went to mm-hmm. school with my daughter a couple of years, and then he played with your son. So let's just kind of just for a moment, let's get a little feedback on what you're thinking. Last night, the king said himself, they asked him a question, and he says, well, I'm just the greatest player in the world. I was like, wow. <laughs> I, I don't think I ever heard anybody just outright say that. He said, yeah, because I'm the greatest player in the world. Um, something to that effect. Where, where do you – what's your, your take right now on the finals? Because you've got two amazing teams, and – both of uh, these lead players are really smart. You know, they're great thinkers and all of that. Uh, just wondering who you, you know, who you're rooting for. Ah, uh, that's a tough question. I know. Uh, believe it or not. <laughs> I um, you it's, it's, it's amazing that he said, I'm the greatest player in the world. He actually is, but it's very unique. Oh, okay. He actually is. Okay. When, when you fall back, um, it, it's, it's amazing how, once again, when you look at sports, you just competed in a high-level competition, and before you can cool down, truly collect your thoughts, a microphone is in your face with questions. Yeah. So your responses are instinctive, and it's off the cuff, and at the mm-hmm. moment, you didn't have the time to go be debrief, um, get into another zone, but that's sports <laughs> once again. So you like it's, it's the realest of all reality shows, believe me. <laughs> so... In wow! This, in, in, in this case, when every commentator, every time you turn on the TV, they say you're the greatest player in the world, well, I'm fine with that because he only said it after the whole world constantly says it in every <laughs> media platform. So I'm cool with that. <laughs> Who I'm rooting for, this is probably the first NBA championship series where I don't have a dog in a fight and I'm rooting for both teams. Yeah. I love Golden State. I, I love do too. what they stand for. I love the character of their players, um, their teamwork. It is it's a true family feel team mm-hmm. of, yeah. of the guys who come together, worked hard. Although they have the MVP, his personality 
doesn't outshine the rest of the team. Um, right, right. He's so, I just love him. He's, Curry is he's amazing. He's very humble. You can, you can feel yeah. the humbleness. You can see it, obviously, knowing his dad as a former NBA player. Oh, right, right. And wait a minute, I must say this, because he went to sure. uh, college with my, um, my niece as well. Well, she was a freshman. Okay. He, was, uh, you know, he was at Davidson, and that's an amazing school. Mm-hmm. So you spoke about just that whole process of you know, yeah. how these guys are nurtured, really. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and, and you, take, you take the other part of the Splash Brothers, um, Thompson, his dad, I played with him in Italy, and I remember him when he was just oh. a little baby in the stroller when his dad and mom came over to Italy. We were on a team together. So I sort of chuckled at, I remember it was just a little baby in a stroller. So I, I knew both of the parents wow. of the Splash Brothers, which is interesting. But then on the other side, what Cleveland is trying to do for the city of Cleveland, LeBron going back, um, using his platform, using sports to to rally, to uplift the city, um, despite their struggles and the things that may be going on in the community, to come there and give the community hope and use sports. Yeah, yeah, and give them together. hope, but also their, their developers, everybody's coming back mm-hmm. to Cleveland to build the city, you know. Yeah. So, so wow. I champion that whole concept and idea and his mission and having you know been one of the coaches on a a u team with um with Kyrie Irving under the New Jersey Roadrunners. so and then j r Smith he's a jersey guy I'm a jersey guy Kyrie's a jersey guy so yeah. I have, I, wow I'm for so that. wait so, so so let's speak one moment about um your uh congratulations you've got uh you've got you know, you've got three sons and one is heading to uh, division one playing basketball. How do you feel about that? And what do you, can you, I mean, you all are trees when I'm around you all. I, I feel so short. Even your, what, your, your eight year old. I think, Oh my God, he's even tall. I, I just love it though. Um, so what do you, uh, feel or, or, or what do you think when you're, nurturing that that athlete and it's it's right at home you know what are you i think for me um the the power of sports if you're talented enough and blessed it gives you a platform now you must become extremely educated so that you can use that platform to do something much greater than just display your talents on the court because eventually you get to step off the court. Mm-hmm. You get to um, carry on in life, but you're able to take the platform and your name and you're able to transition and use it for such great cause because at the end of the day, if you're able to be heard, then you're able to make some, you're able to tread water, you're able to do some things in life um, that others may not have the voice to do but you need the education. Right, um, or access. So, you know, to whom much is given, much is expected. So if you're given yeah. a certain talent, um, use that talent, but you need to be educated. So school is important to get mm-hmm. that foundation, to get that education, and to be able to now just use your, your skills on the court, but be able to use your brain and going back to what we started off with. Yeah, yeah. Slide. So listen, Tell us where. Tell everybody where they can find you. Unfortunately, we're winding uh-huh. down now. So, where can they find you? Uh, 
through social media, through LinkedIn, what you, you know. Yes. You you could find me under my name, Anthony Avant, on LinkedIn and on LinkedIn I will have certain posting of um different things that I'm doing, where I'm doing it at. You'll be able to also find me um very soon at the wellness lounge in South <laughs> Orange and what we're gonna be doing there on a monthly base um, with men in conversation. Um, Facebook, I'm up there sometimes, not all the time, but I am up there, and I will post um, things I have going on. So you can also track me down there to find out what are we actually doing in in forms of events or what we may be with Legends of the Game, which is a global platform as well. Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much. I, I just... I really, really, truly enjoyed this conversation. I can't just thank you enough because uh, I think you've empowered us, you've enlightened us. Uh, uh, even as a woman, I, I have uh, just enjoyed speaking about conversations with men. <laughs> and uh, thank you. It, it's, it's empowering. I thank you for that. And I hope you uh, come back you. Uh, to join us again and, and speak uh, about uh, what you're doing, you know, in the future, just keeping us abreast of these um, really cool um, interactive uh, platforms you created, okay? I appreciate it. Thanks for allowing me to come through and then share this morning with you guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Anthony. Take care. You too. Thanks so much for joining us this week for the Wellness Lounge. A step further, please tune in next Monday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel or our replay Saturday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel for another great show featuring your host, Desiree Watson. We'll continue to show you how to incorporate a wellness lifestyle and live a better life.